1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. As usual, I have the most incredible people on the podcast. And who are these incredible people, you ask? Well, they are everyday innovators like you and me, people who are just out there innovating, influencing, making an impact in their world. Some of them are CEOs. Some of them are leaders. Some of them are emerging leaders. Some of them are stay-at-home moms and dads, entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, solopreneurs. I think the common, well, I know the common thread among all of them is they have a little bit of a different mindset, or they, let me say it differently. They have tapped into the innovative mindset that we all have and have leveraged it in their life in some way and thought, I can do this differently. I can approach this in a new way. And because of that, they're going a little further, a little faster. So they have something for all of us to learn from. And I just want to remind you all that we do, we committed to doing and have been doing five podcasts a week starting in 2022. So that's four everyday innovators. And then one wrap up that I do where I reference my big aha from the interview, because the beauty of this job is I get to learn something every single day. So I just want to remind you of this, because I think it's important to remember that you have a lot of different types of innovators and people and experiences and geographic areas and ages, all of it to choose from to listen to. And great innovation often happens at that intersection of random where we least expect it. So go back, scroll through, and just pick one or two more to listen to after today's. I think you'll get a lot out of hearing from the diversity of people as well. So with that said, let me tell you a little bit about the innovator style of our guest today. So Mariki is a instinctual collaborative. So the instinctual side is all about a much more circuitous way of thinking. So while most of us are A to B to C to D, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how we think. Instinctuals tend to be A to X over to Y back to X. We'll throw in a little L in there. But because of that, they're incredibly good at seeing insights and patterns, kind of elevating information into insights, which is hugely valuable. Then the collaborative side is all about putting disparate people and ideas and experiences together. So collaboratives tend to innovate through gathering all these different perspectives. So the magic in that combination is the instinctual collaborative, is connective and whole innovation. And I think you're going to hear that today from our guests. So Mariki, welcome to the show. Tell the world who you are and what you do.
2: Um, good morning. I'm Mariki Quinn and I, um, I'm a health coach by passion through our program, Habits of Health. And then uh, I have what I like to just call my day job, where I am uh, a contractor for LinkedIn running their cafe and events on site. So it's um, a little bit of who I am. I'm also a mom of two. I was uh, very young when I had my kids. So I'm teenagers
1: now, and they're, uh, they're running rampant. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Oh, As another two teenage boys, by the way, I totally get it. Like they're teenagers. I have teenagers. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole new world.
2: I feel with that. It's like the ups, the and downs, and all the goods.
1: Yeah. So what I love about, by the way, about kind of who you are, what you do, and you just said it in your intro is that you've got these like all these different things that kind of come together, right? Teenage boys working at LinkedIn health coaching, you've had your own health journey as well. I mean, I've kind of been following you on Facebook and all that too, which has been so cool to see. So kind of looking at all of that, what are you, what's a big win or what are you most proud of? Um, Well, it's a teenage
2: boy and teenage girl. So got to put that out. She'll be mad. (laughs) And um, I'm most proud of, I think, you know, recently, especially through all of my transformation lately, and I feel like I've done this twice over because I've constantly in that yo-yo, um, is that I'm finding myself. I'm finding my voice and who and what I really want to put value to. So that is what I'm very proud of is the being able to identify where where the values are and where I want to put weight.
1: How have you let me ask this differently. How did it feel or how did you know when you were getting closer to finding your voice?
2: Mm, great question. Finding my voice was, you know, not to get spiritual, but just that inner gut feeling of, yeah, that's that's right. That's me. And it's that in- intuition. I don't I know it's not a big aha moment, but when it feels right, it's easy. If you're questioning and questioning and questioning, it's one of those like, You keep having to pick at this, it's probably not the
1: not you. I love the way you said that. I I do think um I was just kind of as you were talking, I was just thinking about my my own journey and and other people that I know out other everyday innovators out there. And I do think uh when you have to work hard at it, it's not right. Mm -hmm. And I think we often think we're supposed to be something we're not. So we work hard at being that. When this person over here, the real person's like, I'm right here. Hello. Yeah. And I
2: think to situationals, like when you, when it's natural, when it feels good, when you don't have to work hard at it, it's easy. It's one of those things where you're just, okay, yeah, this is, this is good. And finding my voice was more of being in tune, you know, when your body feels good, it's easy to kind of go, okay, do the mental work behind it. Um, that's the easier part almost.
1: We. If it's not too personal, would you mind sharing? Because you said, you know, I've been through the transformation, right? And most recently, would you just mind sharing a little bit what that journey is so the audience knows? I mean, I know because I see it on Facebook, but I'd love for them to understand like what you're kind of talking about here.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, about five years ago, I did a program and I had lost 100 pounds and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. But it gave me no structure. I hit a goal, really good with systems. But then gained it all back and plus some. So it was like, that was a lot. So then when I found what I'm doing now, um, this whole transformation is really getting into the mindset of it, building on habits, creating structure in a lifestyle um, that has just been, well, transformational. So I've now dropped 130 pounds. um, Great. I'm loving it. I'm actually in a size, uh, size eight. Haven't been in an eight since I pre-kids. I was like, "What? (laughs) Is that possible?" So, it's been really um, fun, and it's through four components. It's not like I'm left to my own devices. Um, I'm looking to transition into maintenance soon and just kind of build muscle, find new goals, find new, you know, uh, build into the mindset of it.
1: You know, it's interesting about habits. So, I was just talking with a group out in um, where was I? I was in Hilton Head. And I was talking about habits and we were talking about how habits are really hard to change and how our brain is, you know, we think the latest research shows that our thoughts are 96% the same as they were the day before. So like we're trying to make transformation, we're trying to make change, but we're thinking the same things, we're doing the same things, right? And we don't even realize how ingrained those habits are until we try to break them. And it's hard, right? And then we get pulled back into the old way because we know it, we've got the tracks in our brain, it's easy, it's comfortable. Did you find, like, in that transition, did you find, and, and by the way, even when we know the habits that we're going towards are better, they're service better, it's still hard. Did you find, were there any habits in particular that you found, like, oh, wow, these were really hard to break, or new ones that you felt like, oh, these were easier to pick up? Hopefully that question made sense.
2: Yes, yes. Um, I think the habits that were hard to break was the social interaction, so how, if, I'm doing something that's bettering myself but I get into a social situation where everybody's, you know, indulging in these fun things, but, you know, alcohol, desserts, all all the all the especially holiday things. Gosh, I can name a holiday every day of the day, like every day of the week. It's like a food holiday, this, you know, a birthday. Um, but I think learning to identify my why and keep that forefront. I have it on a sticky note on my computer. I have it on my phone as a reminder. It's just one of those things. that's on my mirror when I'm getting ready. Identifying why I'm wanting something and putting that either to an emotion or to a goal like being in my size before I had kids. You know, that was a big, I wanted this pant size. Um, identifying that and keeping that in the forefront. It makes going to those, those situations, going into the social aspect, easy to break the habit. But I say easy. Cause I'm also the, like, there is no pain. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um, it's definitely, you know, hold those tight and then surrounding yourself, definitely having the support of my family, having a community that I've, you know, been introduced to that are supporting me as well and checking in on me kind of like, yeah, how are you doing? What's, what's happening there? Um, that when you're in that party or that situation, those things, it's like, this is a 10 second bite. This is one cocktail and it's gonna set me back three to four days. Do I really want that? Is that worth it? You know, you kind of question and put these values on things where it's just like, ah, not saying I don't indulge, I do. I have my days. <laughs> like I'm not perfect, totally human. And then the easy ones, I think, what was I was reading in our transformational book system. It's 66 days to tra- change your habit
1: oh. and it's not not it's, 21 huh
2: yeah well to make it like solid really stick yeah yeah I see that. um so it's one of those like oh here we go you're you know if you make it easy you trigger yourself with I do alarms on my phone so you know in about an hour my alarm's gonna go off and say hey feed your body drink your water do your things um it's just Making it easy, making it a, a, something that you don't have to think about.
1: You know, it's interesting. So I heard um, this weekend, Darren Woodson, who's a three-time NFL Super Bowl Dallas Cowboys. And for those who don't, who aren't like football fanatics, like some of us people in my house. And um, he was speaking before me at a conference. So I went early so I could hear him. And he was talking about the four C's and it was, hold well, on, make sure I get this right. It was um, complacent right? It's good. Whatever it is is good enough. Whatever Wherever I am is good enough. Compliant, which is like, I'll do what I have to do. Um, committed, which is like, I'm in it, but I can be swayed. And then um, compelled, which was like, I have to do this. And what you just said gave me a how-to in the compelled side. Because I've been thinking about like, am I really as compelled as I need to be in my training for the Ironman? Like, it's coming. Am I, am I approaching it with compelled or am I... Compliant, like just doing what I need to do. Cause I don't want to go into this race like that. Like that's not a race you go into compliant, right? So I no. So I was thinking about it, but what you just said really nailed for me of like, here's how you can build um being um on that kind of that higher sea right? And that is attaching value to things. Cause I think we do things mindlessly. And so if I sat down and was like, all right, Tamara, is that fifth cup of coffee worth right the water I'm not drinking, which is what I need? Well, probably. Probably not. Maybe like if I could attach value to things, it would be easier to be compelled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I, I think love
2: that too. And you, you, and you know, little, little rewards. I, when I do eat the balanced little snack, I feel better and I have more clarity and I can do more. It's like, okay, here we go. You
1: know, you can feel it instant. It's the reward of it. Well, and I think it's amazing how you talked about surrounding yourself with the right people. I think um, no matter what you're doing, whether your transformation is elevating to like your A game at work or you know, fitness and health or how you uh, prioritize your family, whatever it is, right? I think when you decide to elevate your game, mediocrity really wants to pull you back. And I think, and I'm curious if you found this, I think as I've stepped out and taken big leaps in my work and in my fitness, um, all of it, people it tends to bring out the insecurities in the people around you um not because they're bad people not because they don't want the best for you but because it shows what they're not doing it's a little bit of a mirror right did you do you find that when you decided like i'm transforming my life that like the weird people who you thought would be supportive weren't or kind of tried to bring you down a little bit and again i don't they're not bad people i just think it like stirs up a bunch of shit in other people too Oh, 100%. That
2: definitely happened in my smaller circle where it was like, why aren't you coming, you know, cocktails every Friday and then Saturday beach every day with you know drinking. And I'm like, nah, let's go for a hike. Let's go for a run. Let's, let's do something different. And, um, you definitely got to see, um, not that they're not great people. They are amazing. You know, definitely. Um, now I feel it's, it does trigger something where you're kind of having to kind of know who you're dealing with. You know, it's, it's not bad. It's not good. It's, it is what it is kind of thing. And um, I don't really like that phrase. It is what it is. <laughs> it's always that like, but when you know who you're dealing with and you can move forward from it, it's not personal. It's not hurtful. And then you're just looking inside going, okay. Well, when I want to indulge, I know who to call. I know where to go. (laughs) And, you know, when I want to go for a run, which now that I'm going to put it out there, I have never ran in my life. I always had notes out of PE. I did ballet really young for 11 years. And so it was a big thing with my instructors, my teachers, that they were like, your knees, I'm not kneed. Well, as going through this transformation, I want to learn how to run. So a couple of girlfriends and I, we're going to start training from June to December. And in 2023, we're going to meet, she's in Maine. I'm in California. We're going to meet somewhere in the middle. And do (laughs) a lot lot of options, but um, we're going to try to do my goal right now is a 5k. since I've never ran, but if I can see how training goes this last half of the year, maybe I'll do a half marathon, but. I'm going to learn how to run. I'm I'm
1: starting to. So I, I love this. First of all, thank you for sharing that because I, it, it, um, God, what do I want to say here? You know, I think it takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage to decide to try to learn something that you've been told your whole life you're bad at. Right. So I have the same issue with running. Cause I, I was born club foot. So people are always like, Oh, tomorrow you really should not be running. Like it's not. And it turns out like, as long as I'm doing it right with the proper gear, I'm not saying I love running yet. I'm not there, but I can do it for long distances. So but but my point in all that is just to say like kudos to you because I think we should all find something that someone told us we can't do and go try and learn how to do it. And here's the thing about it and I think your story really highlights this. You're not saying I'm going to go be a podium runner and like, you know, get, you know, my gold medal in the Olympics. You're just saying like I'm going to learn how to run and I think there's a lot of freedom and a lot of confidence that comes with tackling something you're not good at or been told you're not good at. Maybe you are and you just didn't know it. Who knows? But I just I really appreciate that. So, I want to um shift us a little bit to um and maybe kind of all layers together, but what's a story of innovation or thinking differently that's kind of helped you move forward?
2: Thinking differently that's helped me move forward. Um you know, I think that's I'm not sure. I think I'm in it. I think I'm experiencing it now with trans, you know, transitioning in the whole nutrition part of myself right now of learning how to just maintain a goal that I've spent my entire adult life trying to get to. So it's kind of, I think I'm in that, that this is where I'm going to find that, that new way of thinking. Um, This week has been, you know, a lot about grace, you know, a lot's happened. And so I'm kind of in that moment of one bite, one thing's not going to hurt you. It's your 20 other things you did that are still spot on 100%. Give yourself some grace, you know.
0: You're listening to conversations with everyday innovators on with Tamara Gondor podcast. Let's take a moment to thank our generous partners that make this possible.
1: I want to take a moment to talk about my friends at Howdy Puppy. Dogs experience all the same problems as humans when it comes to joint pain, anxiety, digestion, and arthritis. A great way to help our four-legged family members with these ailments is with CBD-infused pet treats. Who doesn't like treats? As you longtime listeners know, my Mastiff, Zoe, is part of my family, but is getting older and has some anxiety issues when strangers come around. Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats has totally changed her disposition. And I know she feels like her young, energetic, confident self when she gets Howdy Puppy CBD dog treats. There are many CBD-infused dog treats on the market, but the truth is that many of them are overpriced and ineffective. We've looked at dozens of CBD dog treats and found most of them disappointing. Howdy Puppy is among the best brands in the CBD pet business. They deliver consistent quality, and their treats look and taste amazing. According to our dogs, of course. The company makes CBD dog treats in three flavors steak, bacon, and cheese rolls. All of Howdy Puppy's CBD treats contain natural ingredients, including high quality full spectrum hemp oil, all sourced and made in the USA. Full disclosure I am an investor in Howdy Puppy. But before I put my name on the company, I had an independent lab in Denver, Colorado, verify the quality and consistency of their treats. They are truly as advertised. Go online today at HowdyPuppy.com, link will also be in the show notes, and use promo code Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-A, that's me, to get 20% off the absolute best CBD dog treats on the market. You will not be disappointed. HowdyPuppy.com, promo code Tamara. Don't let them suffer needlessly. Let them enjoy life too. Hey, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm curious, what do because you, your goal is very long-term. And I think oftentimes with those big long-term goals, which are super important to have, it gets easy to drift. And sometimes when we drift off course, it's easy to get back on track. We're close in, right? Like if you looked at it, like if you're on a trail and you get a little bit off the trail versus like a lot off the trail, right? It gets harder to get back. How do you, how do you handle those moments when you drift and how do you get back?
2: Mm. Um, incorporating my four walls. So when I'm in my home, I use the, the, my kids, my husband, I'm having a down day. I'm having a hard time. What was your day incorporating some positivity? Cause I mean, teenagers will tell you they definitely had a bad day, but then they're like, and then, and it goes into this whole nother story of great you know, fun. And so kind of leaning on leaning on them a little bit um has been helpful, especially this week. It was definitely one of those like someone wasn't feeling so great yesterday. I stayed home. I get home and he's like bouncing off the walls. I was like, hey, I, thought you were, I thought you were sick. What's happening what here? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was definitely after a long hard day was like, Oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. You're right. You're hmm. so um that's kind of helped me, and then deep down in my, I think what you're looking for or wanting to know is the f- mindset, the flip, flip the switch kind of thing. Um, and it's identifying your overall why, and deep down, and making the small little goals. So this week, I just want to be at this point. I want to get through the weekend, or I want to get through the day, you know. And then re- you know, speaking positivity into yourself. That's definitely. Um, I have little affirmations all over. I have a whiteboard in my room where I do my makeup of like, here's your goals.
1: Mm, I like here's that.
2: Here's what we got to do to get there, you know, kind of thing. I'm a list person, so that helps. But I don't know. Um, I hope that answered that
1: question. Yeah, no, it totally answers. And I, there's two kind of really great things that you said in there that I just want to make sure because you said them quickly to just pull out for a second. Because um, I think they're important lessons for all of us. One is to let it go. So you're, what kids do so well, right? My teenagers do it too. It's like they're like rawr, 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 and then they're off onto something else and happy. Like they they speak it and they let it go. And I bounce there, back, yeah, yeah. And I'm over there carrying my baggage around like it's the heaviest crap ever and it just won't go away. But I could let go of the baggage, but no, I choose to carry it around all day long, right? So why 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 would I let whatever happened at eight a.m. Impact the rest of it when I could deal with it. Of course, not denying it, but let it go. And kids are of all ages are so much better at that. And somewhere along the way, we lose that ability. And so I think that that's a great lesson for all of us, like letting it go. But the other thing that you said that I think is so great is seeking out positivity. And but what I heard you say, which I hadn't really thought of before, is you're seeking it out from other people. So maybe you don't have it right now and it feels fake to like go from, Oh my God, I'm so gross. I have no good ideas. I'm a loser at work. I failed in that presentation. I didn't do my exercise this morning, right? It's hard to fill that in your own head with positivity and believe it, right? Your brain has this incredible BS meter. So it doesn't want to believe it. It's like, no, you're not tomorrow. You're everything you said you were, but what you said, which I'm going to start doing is you're pulling it from other people because that's real. And then you kind of fill your your voice with that too, but you're leveraging other people as inspiration. Is that, is that fair to say? Cause that's what I heard.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. You know, it's like, you, I have that quote from, you know, another coach motivated people will find a way, you know, Brogan Richie. love her. You know, she definitely was like, I have that quote up there. So I'm pulling, you know, what? I am motivated, I can get up early. I can do this. <laughs> definitely having that kind of thing. Um, Has helped a lot, and then my husband, too. He's you know, one to not be serious, he loves to joke, loves so it's definitely when you're in that, like, I'm melting and I'm the witch from you know, Oz, and it's not working, and he's just like, Hey, babe, but you look good at it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Okay, I guess that helps, I melt nicely. It's funny. What my man does to me is when I get all riled up about something, which, which is not hard for me to do, by the way, like I'm a type, I'm a, as I say, I'm a free spirit wrapped up in a type A personality, so I can get riled up and he'll, he'll like, he'll listen to me, of course. And he's like, Hey, do you remember that time a couple months ago, we were in Hawaii and we got up and we drank coffee and watched the sunrise. And I'm like, ah, Oh yeah. Like it totally just flips my entire demeanor. It's the funniest thing, but he does it to me very intentionally because he knows, right? It's just a flip of that mindset sometimes. Is all it takes, and I I would encourage everybody, all of us, including myself, to really think about like when we're getting riled up about something, or we're feeling down, or or we're feeling not or insecure, and like not wanting to put our 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 ideas out there or take that leap or take that first step. To really think about um, how to flip that, as kind of you're saying, I love that. Whether that's post-it notes everywhere or seeking that positivity or changing your voice, I think spending some time on that really matters because. All that junk that we have inside our brains is human nature. Like we all, everybody I know have, has it. There's one person I know who's like, oh no, I, I'm i never insecure. Never heard that in my life. Um, I'm, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, and I love too because you can't always just
2: rush home to my kids and be like, hey, what's happening? <laughs> Tell me your day. I'm having a bad day. Um, Is having that, okay, I just said three negative things about myself in my head. And having that, okay, now what are three positive things that I can do right now in my moment? I'm at work. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I checked off one thing. It's great. You know, speaking that positivity of like, you may have just said three negative things to yourself. Let's say three positive things, kind of like flipping the script inside too.
1: So I really like that. And I like how you said it in the very beginning here. of uh, You said, um, so say three positives, but you also said, do what, what can I do right now? And I really, that really speaks to me because I think sometimes, like I said, I think it's hard to just flip the script mentally. But if I'm over here like, okay, I'm not getting the results at work that I want. All right, I'm a loser. I don't have ideas. I'm never going to be successful, right? Those are the three negative things I say to myself. But then if I said, okay, well, what are three things I can do right now? Well, I can send one new business email. I can schedule one more podcast. I can post on social media. Like there's always something you can do in there. Yep. And even that like...
2: I can't get the right words in this email. You know, I'm going to go walk, grab a cup of coffee, go grab a water from the break room, take five minutes, walk around the building, come back.
1: It floods out. Right? It's not it amazing. Out. It's no. always. I think we don't give ourselves enough chances to think. I think, you know, we're so busy trying to get it done. And then we get stuck. If we just, well, like you said, if we just kind of walk away from it, it's amazing what happens. So let's, um, we're going to flip it for a moment and talk about challenges. So what's a challenge you faced and how have you overcome it?
2: I think a challenge I've faced is kind of so I don't actually have a degree. I've done some college. I've definitely graduated high school. There's a degree <laughs> certificate. Um, but I think the the challenge was is uh, that I am professional. I have a lot of experience. I've been since I was 13-ish in my dad's office, filing papers, knowing back office, knowing how to do it, and then from there just growing up and learning how to be professional, compete in that professional atmosphere and world. And I overcame that with a little bit of, you know, determination and motivation in that you can t- I mean, with the internet now, you can really teach yourself a lot. <laughs> so um, I, I've overcome that a lot. I feel um, I am successful in what I'm doing and I can keep moving and motivating and, and creating the world I want and how I want to do it I create my schedule I'm great at doing that and it's it's working so I feel like I feel like I've hit that so it was a challenge in the beginning of like trying to get to that space and that environment I needed but then once you're there it's you know what's the next challenge you know what's what's the next thing I got some new things brewing
1: and we'll we'll see what launches. Well, I think there's so many ways to climb up the mountain these days. But also, I think what you said is a great reminder that whatever challenge you face, um, once you figure out how to overcome it, you hit a tipping point where it's no longer a challenge. And so, I think sometimes we see our challenges as permanent when they're really temporary. Um, but that doesn't mean they're not hard by any means. And I've no doubt. I'm, I'm glad you share that because I've no doubt that you know it's it, it's interesting in the in the workforce how much weight we put on things that um, don't ne- always reflect what our capabilities are or what our intelligence um, is. And that could be degrees or experiences or you know, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, you hit a tipping point, right? And then you hit that tipping point and that challenge no longer matters. you got to work hard to get to that tipping point. But once you get there, like you get to reap the benefits a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Remember, there was a point where it was me and another woman competing for a promotion and she had a degree and didn't. but I was training her. huh and I'm like, how how can we both be going? I can do this. Wait a minute And that was like bringing that and not everybody sees that. they see the piece of paper. They don't see the actions every time. so it was like I um, the way I kind of got around that was, hey, can you see my actions though? like I did. I did these things. This was my plan. This was my program here, here, and here. And then it was like, oh, she's already doing it,
1: (laughs) kind of thing that you just kind of work around that a little. Well, and good for you for not saying, well, that's just the system, right? Well, I just can't get ahead because that's, I think it's easy to get into a victim mindset. By the way, I just want to say very quickly before my next question to you, this is a little bit of my soapbox for a second to the world. You know, we're all complaining about the great resignation. We can't find people. We can't keep people, people are jumping ship, there are no employees out there, um, and there's some real shortage, shortage of employee issues. But also, maybe we should be looking at things a little bit differently about who we hire and how we hire. Maybe the problem is our process and how we're hiring what we think we're looking for versus who's really out there that can do the job. So I, I want all of us thinking a little bit differently about our, our hiring processes um, because I think that there are some solutions to the quote unquote great resignation that have more to do with being creative about and open to who we hire and the skills we really need versus following that traditional path. And I think your story highlights that.
2: Oh, 100. yes, yes. Um, and a little bit of empathy into the the roles and the people, like even in the service industry, it's like, okay, but actions do speak louder you know, then your words. So here it's like, if you're consistently on time, you're consistently here, you're consistently, then shouldn't you be the supervisor role versus the supervisor that never shows? The supervisor is never there. Yes. It's, it's kind of that like, your actions will speak louder and having that empathy as a manager to be able to see and identify it and move them up. You know, yeah. Switch it around.
1: I'm with you. So what advice do you have? So you're an instinctual collaborator we talked about, which I love and I hear because you're like, it's all over the place, and I pull all this stuff together. Like it's so great. I know everybody listening is like, I totally heard it tomorrow. Um, what advice do you have for other everyday innovators of all styles who are looking to make some transformations in their life the way you have?
2: Hmm. Great question. Okay. Um, you know, if you dig down deep enough inside, you'll find your way. It'll come. And be, give yourself grace. You'll get there. It'll happen. The fun part is the journey, getting there,
1: not the getting to the goal. I love the digging deep. I do. It kind of goes back to what you said in the very beginning about like you know finding your voice and your value in the world. Um, I think it's actually in, inside, but we keep looking outside for validation instead. And we're looking in the wrong places, which is why it never feels fulfilling. So I like that. Um, Ricky, this has been amazing. I can't believe we're out of time. I have one last personal question for you, which is what's something that we would be surprised to learn about you? I don't know. <laughs> well, you're uh, like a book tomorrow. Like a
2: hobby, a passion, an experience, whatever. You know, I don't think I put it out there very much, but my faith is probably the biggest thing I kind of lean on. Um, I definitely don't put it out there in my professional world and I um having that kind of helps drive my in my intuition. So it's 100% solid faith that I have that just kind of drives me. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that. I don't think
0: I don't know.
1: But I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Ricky, this has been amazing. I love watching your transformation on Facebook. I have watched it over the last couple of years since we're connected there. So. Thank you. Congratulations for everything you've accomplished. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. There were just so many great little everyday actionable nuggets in this interview. I love it. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for
1: having me. This has been incredible. Fun experience. And hey, I just want to say, I'm going to just admit this to people because here's something people don't know about you. This was your first podcast interview ever and you were fantastic. And I just want to remind everybody out there that number one, if you have a story to share of, you know, making that change, thinking differently, transformation, innovation, reach out to us. We have a, a form on our podcast, um, on our website page. So reach out to us. I think all these little stories add up and really inspire a lot of people. I know they inspire me and I know they inspire the people, other people in the community. So whatever your story is, it's not too small or too big to be on the show. The other thing I'd say is, Murky, kudos to you for being willing to be on and like, it's, you know, we always laugh because we think, you know, I, I'm in the world of a lot of keynote speaking and, you know, media and like, we're all very rehearsed, right? Like, we know, we're going to say we do it all the time, but the people we have on this podcast are in no way rehearsed. And I think that's what makes them so awesome and so much more valuable than what us experts have to say anyway. But kudos to you. It takes a lot of courage to be like, yeah, sure. I'll go on a live podcast with video and audio. It's amazing. It's like learning to run. Same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Congratulations! By listening to this podcast, you took another step towards becoming an everyday innovator. To leap forward, visit www.gotolaunchstreet.com and take the Innovation Quotient Edge Assessment to discover your unique everyday innovator style and access the Everyday Innovator Digital Magazine for the top tools, insights, and inspiration at your fingertips 24-7. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another Everyday Innovator conversation soon. In the meantime, if you got a nugget of value out of this podcast, let Tamara know by leaving a five-star review and comment. Your review equals more guests, more listens, bigger impact. Until next time.